Wolverine. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast, where we examine the latest X-Men comics and stories that we love. We have a great show planned for you today as we discuss House of X number four, written by Jonathan Hickman and featuring the consistently great artwork of Pepe Larraz. I'm your host, Quint Nimler, and joining me today, as always, are Dane Rainier. Hey, guys. And Kelsey Strutz. Hello. Uh, we have an exciting issue to discuss this week, but first, let's hook up to Cerebro and check out what's new in the world of Marvel. So this week, we had a few news items. We were looking at Spawn, looking at a few other things, and it just wasn't very interesting Spawn is to news. me. Well, the director says he can make some movies, but either way, um, or I'm sorry, the creator says he can make some movies. But um, this week, we're actually going to go back to The Wizard Magazine. I don't know if any of you guys read that. Did, did either of you guys read it? Oh, absolutely. I remember getting the... Uh, my graduation certificate from the Xavier Institute for Gifted Youngsters out of a Wizard magazine. <laughs> I, I bought it. I read I, other people's. I made my parents buy it for me at like a grocery store or something because I knew it was in it. And I, I just it was my life wasn't going to be complete without that. Yeah. How about you, Kelsey? I really didn't read it. Um, unless someone else had it, then I would peruse through it. Yeah. I figured one of our buddies might have had it. I'm thinking of a specific friend that seems to have obscure, weird magazines. We know exactly who has them yeah, and still probably has them hidden somewhere. No, they're not hidden. They're stacked up in a, on bath, in a bathroom for reading materials. You could well, probably ask him a question from one of them, and he will go find you the article so he can cite his source. <laughs> he, he doesn't need to find the article. He has it memorized. Ben, so, Ben, because I know you're listening, you know who's got them nerd magazines in their bathroom. So we're going to go back to the year of 1994, the month of October. Um, Wizard Magazine. I remember reading like this magazine any chance I got at the store. But they featured a news story in the issue. And the issue was subtitled. It was pretty great. It said Claws in Effect and had Wolverine versus Sabretooth on the front. Oh. But um, it, it featured an article called X-Men canceled back in October of 1994. I was going to read through it real quick and, and just get your guys' response and thinking about today and where we are and just how far have we come or have we? So X-Men canceled. A major rumor circulating through comic circles says Marvel Comics plans to cancel some or all of its X-Men related titles. Suspiciously, Marvel's publicity manager, Gary Guzzo, would not comment as to the truth and other rumors regarding Marvel's Merry Mutants. This coupled with the rumor that Marvel has given its superstar ex-artists, such as Andy Kubert, Adam Kubert, Joe Madera, and Chris Bocello, some time off, again, no comment, says Guzzo, makes one wonder whether or not the titles, which include Uncanny X-Men, X-Men, Generation X, X-Force, X-Baxter, Excalibur, Wolverine, and Cable, will indeed be expunged from the Marvel corner of the Marvel mutant corner of the Marvel universe. Perhaps they will undergo major overhauls or evolve into something else entirely. Are major characters going to perish as part of this supposed cancellation? Guzzo standing his ground says he will neither confirm nor deny anything. X fans, of course, you know, of course, no, there's always (laughs) current vegetable Magneto who could return at any month's notice. Or will something more sinister happen? Ho-ho! <laughs> uh, since the X titles are consistently top 10 best-selling books and 
major distributors list, true believers have to wonder why the rumored cancellation of the books would be necessary. Whatever Marvel has in mind, if anything, it will be interesting to see how things pan out. That is, if X fans can stand to wait to know the truth. Wizards will keep readers posted as more information comes trickling in. What what do you guys think about where we were over 20 years ago? Well, number one, maybe the first thing I think of, just because it's the last line, is that this monthly magazine is going to keep me posted of new news. Like, like that's going to be up to date where I'm going from my sources. When, like, when you think about, like, now we... You know, just like we need a news article for the podcast. It's like uh, just Google something. It's instant news at your fingertips. But at this point, oh it was gosh. you're just waiting a month for Wizard to tell you what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, ignorance is bliss back then. So, I mean, it, it was still probably the fastest way to get announcements. But it seems oh, painful. It also <laughs> was kind of exciting waiting for something instead of the instant gratification now. Yeah, there is something to be said about that. And I, I, it seems nostalgic because we were younger, but I think you're right just because we don't have the instant access to all the news. But, man, how have things not changed, like, at all in, what, 25 years? Like, those are still the names of X-Books, like, in the last five years. We've I, we've got I nowhere. Can't help. So you're telling me but, they didn't cancel them? <laughs> spoiler alert. This is, like... Four years after Jim Lee cover, isn't it? Like, this is like prime X-Men. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I I don't even remember this era or like what was happening or why. I I remember the 90s that there were some rumors of of trouble in in the Marvel comic world. Um, But, you know, I was pretty young then, so I wouldn't. Yeah, wasn't Well, they had the Heroes Reborn thing where everything was canceled and they they gave everything out to other people to make, but like the X-Men were the one consistent seller that they were like, we're not going to do that with them. I remember the, uh, uh, what the Malgram universe or whatever. Yeah. The crossover with DC. You remember that? Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Better question is, I enjoy that. We're talking about an article for Quentin. You were what? Five. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This was, this was Uh, the news. Yeah, man. It, that was the news of the world. Um, I I just thought it was super funny, super interesting. And, you know, we're, we have the Marvel Universe and that kind of back behind the scenes drama to blame it on. But it's funny to see the same stories still on the, the shelves back then. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's almost exactly the same. Yeah. Um, one last little excerpt, like they're kind of like a uh, buzz, like, you know, they'll put a quote from the story in there to highlight some of the information. It says, with all the changes that have affected Marvel's most famous X-Men so far, is there anywhere new for Wolverine to go? Writer Larry Hama and artist Adam Kubert respond, you bet. You bet. <laughs> 1994, people were suffering from Wolverine fatigue. <laughs> It's, he's done, man. He's got nothing left. Uh, they got no more stories to write. No more guy. teams to join. And he's a guy. Yeah, they'll just keep writing him. But Wolverine's a, a character that it's not like he got slowed down in his usage in like the mid nineties. No. If anything, he was just hitting, you know, the ramp up. Yeah, I mean, and even right now, man, I can tell you, like, they killed Wolverine. It's like they're going to slow down. I swear, Old Man Logan was still on six teams. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. I keep forgetting about Old Man Logan. 
<laughs> yeah, like they never let it go. Um, but I, to be honest, it's great seeing Wolverine in the the brown costume. I'm I'm really enjoying the time we're having with him. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. But I, Wolverine, really, everyone was. This is a fun issue to read, just of how uh, I don't know. It felt core to the the X Many. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Moving on, keeping the X-Men spirit alive. Um, this week, our listener question is, who is the best X-Men villain? Uh, I've got a list here that we could go through, but I thought, let's start. If you guys have some uh, clear standout X-Men villains, who's I'm your I'm Dane take this, this low-hanging fruit. So, obviously, pitch. Nimrod. No, I'll leave. Nimrod's not even on your list. That's a travesty given what we've been reading. But, no, I am I'm going to take the softball, the underhand pitch. It's Magneto. There's no question about this. Like, Because he, here's the thing. I will argue that Magneto is one of the best villains. You can remove X-Men from it. You can remove comics. He is just a fantastic villain because they have done such a good job of developing him over the years that he's become so intricate and so complicated and that he has such a impressive... And just, you know, tragic backstory in a lot of ways. They've Because the mark of any good villain is that he has to honestly, truly believe what he's doing is right. And, I mean, Holocaust survivor is pretty big. Right. And that's what I mean is that there's at any time, like knowing who he is and how he's been, he's come up in the comics and stuff. There's never a point where I see Magneto doing something or the way that he's acting that I don't, I don't believe that what he believes is right like he is there anybody who disagrees with dane that he's not just the best no i'm not going to disagree but i'll get i'll throw out another one yeah i was gonna say before we do that though i was just gonna say like i think we all pretty much agree magneto i mean for me i'm not a big joker guy so for me he probably is the best villain like forget the x-men tag yeah i'll, I'll take him as the best and and the fact that he's done time as a hero is it's just it, it you know it creates more of that depth and I, I don't know I, I just I'm never gonna go anywhere else with that answer yeah my girlfriend and I watched uh first class again yesterday and the one thing that was hooking her into it because she was she hated the thought of watching an X-Men movie but she's like you're doing a podcast I'll watch it with you and she was like okay he's actually really cool yeah he's the best yeah uh, so Kelsey, you got another uh, yeah, potential. Is damage done? I got to put Bolivar Trask up there. Okay. Um, just because you have the whole Genosian issue, and he basically creates the Sentinel program, which is a premier X Men villain. Yeah, and it's almost. And, and I guess he'd I... be part of your Sentinels. I mean, but, but Bolivar Trask is your your starting off point for all of that. So. He is your Nimrod and your Master Molds and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you kind of have to have a face for that because, you know, for something that gets built, it's like, who's, who's, yeah. who's the... Yeah, I'm not giving robots credit. Right. Yeah, I kind of go with Magneto, best villain overall, and I'm with you. And I think, like, the Sentinels themselves are kind of, like, to me, the most iconic X-Men villain. Like, when I think of X-Men fighting something, it's is a... Is it because of the arcade game? And, 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 and it'd probably be more, the more frightening villain than magneto because magneto has a bit of a code he has a code and a purpose and well he doesn't want to hurt the mutants the, yeah and the sentinel program is you know 
remorseless. It, it is it is a machine. It's cold hard so, steel. Yeah. I mean, you make you make Magneto mad, he'll rip your skeleton out. You can't make a Sentinel mad. They'll just blow you the bits before you even get the chance. Do you remember that issue? Where he tore out oh, man, yeah. skeleton? That's a big deal, man. Well, that's what happens when your primary hero has a skeleton of metal in your main villain yep. manipulates that material. Yeah, I mean, really, people were just waiting for it to happen. It- so, what I was going to go with for most, like, if I, w- if I went overdone on this list, I'd say Mystique. I'm kind of, I like her, but I feel like she's gotten a lot of, uh, the movies did a lot for her. I think they oh, put her yeah. on the map, and we've seen her a bit. But the one I think that, like, is popular, but I juggernaut. feel like they have so much potential, Juggernaut. I feel yeah. like Juggernaut could be used. You've got the whole... Kratorak kind of element, um, and I, I just think it's cool. I think I think there's a lot of potential. I think with there Juggernaut. could be. You know how excited I was to see him in Deadpool too. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, what I, don't know. I say, think Dan? he could be. I, I I feel like there's a lot there that he gets underutilized or undervalued because I think even early on he just kind of fit the. Well, I hate to say it this way, but the the I'm Juggernaut. Juggernaut. He was the the big bruiser. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, he wasn't like properly developed for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, the and, guy's and an I'll archaeologist. Yeah. I'm well, I sure I love the PhD. old issues. You know, the old issues like the team really had to work together to bring him down. Like you had one person trip him with the ice slide or whatever, yeah. and you had to get the helmet off so that Gene could mind control him. And it was like a real gotcha. team effort just to if bring he could him. Just weld that thing on tight. Um, they would have been screwed. But, well, they used to right. have the bolts. But you're right. In, he, you know? he is one that, like, when you think back on like some of the older stuff, he was like a scary villain in a way very different than than Magneto. That he was just a brute, unstoppable force. And the, every scene that you that I remember him from in is like you can't fight the Juggernaut one one versus one. It is literally going to take the team. If you um haven't had the opportunity, uh. I would recommend reading X-Men Black. The Juggernaut issue is really good. And, and it, it kind of leaves an open-ended like potential for Juggernaut that um, I would really like to see a future writer take advantage of. So, uh, any other thoughts on villains with the X-Men? Any uh, other people that you hate to see not get mentioned? Uh, you don't have Emma on here, which I think is interesting, but maybe she's just been a hero for so long. But... Hellfire. Yeah, my heart, she's yep. a hero. Hellfire I mean, she's Club. very much Hellfire is, but Emma, and that—that's. I mean, that's basically what she. Emma since Cyclops has yeah. died in um, uh, Death of X, though, has almost exclusively been a villain up until now. It's well, I don't know what you consider the X Men at this point. I believe it was in uh, House of X number one that they called that the Forgotten Era. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Um, I think uh, a few of the other standouts. We obviously you've got like the murder world enemies. Uh, Mister Sinister is a great one, um, but you know he's so '90s and it depends on the writer. And same thing with Apocalypse. Like he very '90s, and I think it's very writer dependent on yeah, what. Yeah, Apocalypse good. had a lot of utility belt stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's total '90s. Right. Yeah, but Apocalypse you can always. I think our three choices were pretty good. I think no matter what comic you read, Magneto is going to be interesting. Sentinels are going to be scary, and Juggernaut. Uh, a child could write him. Yeah, yeah, child could write him. <laughs> but but sometimes that's what you need. Well, 
<laughs> exactly. Before we get into this week's story, uh, in times of danger and confusion, Uatu the Watcher appears to warn us of oncoming threats. In this segment, we ask our local watcher to scour Marvel history and reveal the origins of a new and confusing character, location, or thing brought up in this week's story. This week, the Watcher will be telling you all that Uatu know about the Master Mold. Okay, so uh, first things first, we are going to be talking about the Master Mold and not the Mother Mold that has been mentioned earlier in the comic series that we are currently reading. Um, the original creation of the Master Mold is from Stanley and Jack Kirby and appears in X-Men number 15 through 16. It takes you all the way back to December 1965, which... I was actually, That's a bit ago. I was shocked to find that out. I really did think it was a 90s creation. Um, uh, it was developed by Bolivar Trask in the comics, uh, who invented the first Sentinels. The idea between the Master Mold uh, and the Mother Mold is that the Master Mold just creates the Sentinels, while a Mother Mold is capable of creating other Master Molds. So you can see the kind of scaling up version of that. Uh, the Master Mold has a level of sentience. I don't think it's true artificial intelligence, um, but it is capable of protecting itself and trying to accomplish its own personal goals to a degree. It's even impersonated humans, such as Stephen Lang. Um, they are the predecessor to the Mother Mold and was used recently, well, I guess not recently for this comic, recently <laughs> to me, as I'm now... Recently for going back to 1965. <laughs> no, no, they destroyed all Genosha. They didn't do That's that what I'm saying, it's recently compared to 65. Yeah, true, true. Um, other uh, comics that he has appeared in, I'm going to say he, I guess, I shouldn't really designate with a with a gender pronoun for it. But uh, the Master Mold has appeared in the Incredible Hulk Annual Number 7, as well as the Sensational She-Hulk mm. Number 30 in 1991. They don't like Gamma, huh? Apparently not. We'll have to have listeners read those, because I don't think we're going to make it to that. So if you, if you want to let us know about the Hulk versus Master Mold, feel free to follow us at Twitter and and respond and let us know how that issue went for Take you. Take that one out of the archives. Yeah. Any other thoughts on these uh, Sentinels? Or the Master Bolt specifically? I just like the Master Bolt. I, I love the idea of, you know, obviously they've created a robot that will now create more robots that will eventually attempt to destroy them. I always liked that it was like a mobile Sentinel maker. Like, it, like the Master Bolt wasn't a factory. Like, it, it could leave and move around and so you couldn't actually stop them from producing more i, I always think, thought that was interesting i think it has to be parked basically to do the production but it can pick up and move and then like reset yeah. back down i have a question yeah. How, so yeah as like, big as the x-men were how, i feel like there were not enough toys when we were kids like i, I don't get me wrong i had some no they're they're, but they're why quite is there a few. why is there not a master mold like a big one that you could put a bunch of little sentinels into that seems genius have you verified that there is I feel like if it existed, I would have owned it. <laughs> That's probably fair. Uh, Master Bolt's a real neat. Uh, 
before we get on to the, the recap of this week's issue, if you do want to read more about Master Molds, um, they were recently fin- or featured in the X-Men Second Coming crossover. So if you want to go back and look at that, it's a really cool storyline. They're kind of a, you know, like a small part at the end, but the, the Master Molds are featured kind of towards the end of the Second Coming storyline in a neat part. So if you want to check them out, you can see them interacting with right, so X-Men. I did some quick research. So, there is an right, X-Men secret weapon force power slammer master mold with rapid fire slamming action it looks super it looks super lame who what rapid, <laughs> rapid fire, fire slamming, slamming action, action. It where are you finding it because amazon does uh, not have it. i think it's on ebay i just give it a quick google uh, as one as my next guess sorry kelsey but i'm pretty sure they don't have the master mold and print anymore. It's out of stock in Walmart and probably has been for It could be years. from another seller, Quentin. It's now time to head down Gray Malkin Lane one more time and get a recap of our latest issue, House of X. All right, as four. always, uh, dense spoilers ahead. And this one is dense because there's a lot of action in this one, so hang with me as we go through it. Uh, we open up Xavier, Magneto, Beast, Storm, and Trinary, and the uh, cuckoos that duped us last week, are at Krakoa Head Base, keeping in touch with our SpaceX team. We find out things are not going well for them. The explosion at the end of that last issue, it's revealed, has already killed Angel and House, and it's left Nightcrawler and Wolverine wounded. But the decision's made. They have to press on. The plan remains the same, just with less people on the team. Four mutants go into the station to uncouple the arms holding up the mother mold. Wolverine and Nightcrawler are immediately successful, and Jean and M are staying on the ship to keep in contact with everyone, but they get boarded. And M apparently, it seems, sacrifices herself in order to get Jean to a shuttle to keep the mission going. Scott gets his arm taken uh, care of on the ship, but we quickly find out the Mystique is in trouble as the Orcus head scientist, Dr. Gregor, and Karima, the Omega Sentinel, vent Mystique into space before she can pull her lever. Gregor begins the Mother Mold boot up, despite a warning from Karima that it's too early and that the machine will likely be insane. (laughs) And there's a little bit of a foreshadowing point here about a point-to-point translocator and potentially taking the fight to them. But we don't know quite what that means yet. So the X-teams are back in contact with Xavier at this point. Even though they've sustained these heavy losses, they're given the order, you got to do whatever it takes to stop the Mother Mold activation. We've got the countdown going on in the background, adding some suspense. And after a short conversation about what lies on the other side, Nightcrawler and Wolverine get the go-ahead from Scott, and they teleport outside the station to the fourth arm. This is a station surrounding the sun. So Nightcrawler is basically immediately vaporized, and Wolverine hangs on just long enough to go old-fashioned berserk on the fourth arm from the outside manually, and the Mother Mold drops into the sun. But it's not before the Mother Mold kind of gives this creepy, ominous, Greek tragedy-esque warning about uh, how humans and mutants alike aren't worthy. But uh, the ending of our comic here is that Cyclops gets murdered by Dr. Gregor, avenging her husband's death. Jean's shuttle is captured by the arriving Sentinels, and she's kind of presumed dead too. And then we kind of go back to the the X-Space and Krakoa, and recounting their losses, both current and past, Xavier declares, no more. 
Uh, great recap this week from Dane. Uh, this issue was a doozy. Kelsey, what do we think of this issue? Is it good? I have a hard time with it. Um, Action-wise, it was great. I love the setting. But it does fall back into the big issue of is this a current timeline or does this mean absolutely nothing? Um, if it means something, does it have anything to do with the fact that he can, that, that it looks like in the first issue, they were growing mutants. Um, if that's the case, were they even the original Cyclops, etc. that, that came out or, you know, was the first issue actually in the future from what they did now. And he just brought them back this, this way, you know, what, what timeline am I looking at? Um, it's kind of the hardest thing to wrestle with. It's almost like I can't make a full decision on what I think about the individual comic I think now. that's exactly right. Well, until I, I was until you know the way. series, until the series is done at this point, because they've jumped all over the place. Yeah, I mean, like there's some potential for this to have meaning, but right now, it's you're right, it's all over the place. And I think before we go any further, we've got to mention out the gate, very few memos yes. in this issue. Yeah, they, well, you so have here's to- the thing. I, I did like these memos. I, I made a note <laughs> of this: is that there was only one. And it's the best memo we've, the best use of the memos in a lot of ways that we've seen because it it just supplements what's going on. That that memo is short, it's sweet, it's and it's kind of repeated at the end, but it's more of an infographic. It's not completely dense. It's just kind of a quick list. I could have used more no, memos. Don't do this. Don't do this. But like it's 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 the best. Two, yeah, but they were kind of the same one. Um, but they used it yeah, in a way that it was short, it was sweet, it was simple, it was one page, and it got an information. It gave you just enough information that you might need to know it if you're not a regular reader, and it, it kind of primed you for how to feel. You know, juxtaposing... Yeah, it was explicit, right. too. It was like numbers. I, it was like data that I wouldn't want to read somebody right. t- telling me as a talking in head. That's something that you can't really show me. So just give me a quick one page, prime the issue, and looking at the juxtaposition between that and then how it ends on that blank white page with Xavier's no more. Like that was, that was good. There was a, a lot of good emotion in the situation. Well, and without it, right. that's not right. framed it, the same way. So it did have some purpose, but I almost feel like you could not read it and still yeah. enjoy the issue, but it just adds because a little the, punch that, to what happened. Because the no more, it, it does. It makes, it's more than just this one issue, these 20, 25 pages or whatever. This is about, the history of mutants and, and he's saying, well, yeah. And beyond these four or five right. mutants well, in the issue that died, that was like eight, the whole team that went up died, but yeah, but it's like, it's not just those eight as important as they are. This is about the millions and millions and the way that they've been treated, you know, the whole time. Um, and that they're, you know, they're not going to take it. Xavier's on the yeah. edge. Um, so I wasn't really sure where the issue started, but it clearly took place uh, right after the last issue. I, I didn't know what was happening. They had Storm, they had Beast, and and it was really cool how they jumped into the action. I was almost wondering, you know, we've had so much time travel and stuff that I was like, are, is this at a different time slightly? And the fact that it like picked up right where we left off 
and they lost contact and they use this cool kind of amalgamation of all their powers or whatever to to get a communication across space. That was pretty neat to me. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I, okay. uh, I thought that was a pretty good setup. Um, just kind of an interesting way to have them linked even, even when they weren't on the same planet even. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know how far Professor X's powers reach when he's walking around with Cerebro on his head all day. Uh, yeah, I think the mobile version loses signal a little more it, than the yeah maybe the wire. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's a hard line to really really get a. Everyone knows you don't you don't use wire Yes, and I, I don't I don't know if we do enough of this, and I I think it goes without saying like yep. Pepe Larraz has killed these last two issues. Is he's oh the art the art the art's been, been great. Phenomenal. He's quickly moving up into one of my favorite artists. Yeah, and uh, the jeans face in the water, it had motion to it, even though it was one panel. And I could, I could like see her reaching up for breath, like like unconscious after the fire, and she like breathes her first breath, and it's in the water. I, I can see that scene perfect. Number. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the the vibe I got from it. So Pepe Larraz, I know you're not listening, but if you are, he man, he hats off the tweets, so for knows? sure. Yeah, yes, and you should go too. Like and respond to those tweets. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> um, were you guys surprised to see there were no tricks? I, I was half expecting the whole team to be safe, you know, inside the some sort of section of the ship because Nightcrawler got them all out. It was. I was shocked, and it, it set the tone at the beginning. Yeah, for what they kind of did gonna a, be like. They kind of. I don't want to say beat you over the head, but they made it obvious last issue that if something was going to get them out, it wasn't going to be a teleporter because they purposely were like, can't let those Krakoa seeds fall into the wrong hands. And then even when like Nightcrawler teleported into the station the first time, there was like the need for one of them to be like, here's all, all the reasons we don't have to be worried about him. He's a short range teleporter that can only go places he can see sort of thing. And so it was, I mean, like, I didn't expect them to get out the gate and just be like, two of them are dead. Yeah. Um, if you watch Pride the, Pride of the Expert, he's a uh, line of sight to oh line boy. of sight. Have I watched me some Pride of the Expert? And speaking of Nightcrawler, man, uh, this issue showed very little action, but Pepe Larraz did such a good job with Hickman's script. You felt... Uh, the effect of Nightcrawler felt the effect of Wolverine without watching them take down a single person. I felt like they were yeah. One of the really cool, one of the panels yeah. that I or two panels I guess that I really enjoyed that like it wouldn't have mattered it wouldn't have taken away but it made me it was just a nice touch that made me appreciate it was when Wolverine and Nightcrawler take care of their you know the people around their arm or whatever. It's nice to see like Wolverine just has piles of these bloody bodies and Nightcrawler has like two people that are clearly knocked out and tied up. It's like it was just a nice little touch to getting so 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 much right with these characters in this issue. That that was just a nice kind of cherry on top. That it's like these people know well, who they're it, writing, and even their their classic interaction of you know based on an afterlife. Yeah, you know, even that, you know, Wolverine treating Nightcrawler as almost a priest. Yeah, I don't think I know it's it's. It's that Nightcrawler, you know, has that religious background and that position, but it's also nice to see from a huge fan of Nightcrawler uh, that, like, I don't think 
Wolverine would have had that conversation with anybody else, regardless of their no, regardless exactly. of their position Correct. or, you know, in the faith or the church or whatever, that he would only be willing to have a discussion like that with Kurt. Because that's that's yeah. who they are. I, you know, I think there's an argument to be made that Wolverine's never been himself around anybody as much as he has uh Kurt, because I think, you know, he's kind of the guy that he knows is never gonna judge him. Well, he'll keep him honest, but he also won't like uh, uh, yeah. his grace that I do think comes from his faith. But Nightcrawler shows like grace to Wolverine where he's like, I, I know you're doing these things, yeah. but I forgive you. And I think that makes Wolverine have a connection with them in a way that other people won't. Um, so Wolverine, Nightcrawler, they kill it. At first, I was like, well, why is Cyclops taking so long? He's a bad... What's going on? But then I was like, man, Nightcrawler hopping around. He's basically cheating, and Wolverine just cuts his way to it. Uh, Cyclops gets our one action shot. He shoots one laser. Um, but, I mean, he gets there. It's not about, it's not the, about the powers or the fighting. Because you're right. It's it, Now that I'm thinking about it, it's not really high action. It's high like intensity. Tension. Intention. But the dialogue in this one is so good. Everything about this one feels like the X-Men. Like, I'm, I'm proud to read it. And when I was making notes, reading through it, there was stuff that just felt so good. Like, the, one, the first one I wrote down was Wolverine when he's, when he's talking to Gene. He said, don't kid yourself, Red. We're playing for blood. And it's like, that's so Logan. You know what I mean? And then, But as soon as I was done yeah. reading that and, like, typing it up, we got Cyclops when he's like, be safe, be strong, win. And it's like, that's the leader. It's not about the optic blast. It's about that, you know, the grit, the determination that you do what it takes. And then even M gets a cool line before she, you know, goes down when she like shoves Jean in and she's like, well, try harder. That's yeah. true. Um, I, I kind of skipped over that in my notes. Uh, we do get a short time with her. And uh, speaking of the other M, Mystique. So Cyclops manages to take us down. What? Mystique seems so strange to me. I don't know. Yeah, it do, it does seem like something else may be happening there, or or we're just really overthinking her importance <laughs> as a character. That may be the case in the series. Is it the movies have crammed it down our throats that she's important? But she had that big part next to her. She shaped Moira's kind of future in a big way with Destiny, and then we get and she's also been suspicious of Professor X, and it seems like. Here, she was just she's a pawn been, on the chessboard. She has been used or shown more than a grand majority of the characters. And it is weird that they've used her that way. And you're absolutely Well, and who says she's dead? I I mean, I don't know. I, you didn't see it I guess not. You get sucked yeah, into, into space and just the general like sentiment, I think, of the whole issue. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. This is a comic book. Game. I know. Yeah, but... Well... Kelsey, I think I think you have there's a certain degree of truth to you, and I I, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot oh, I, of these characters again based I, on solicits we're for see future all issues. All of them again, and that is this is an issue that I want to love because of all the things that I've said about it, but I can't because okay. Well, let, you want to go? For, let's kind of right. save a lot of that for the end. Yeah, because I'm with you, and I've got a lot to say, too. But Mystique uses doesn't use her powers as well. What do you guys think? Why not look like one of their agents? Because, I mean, they even, they even Again, set it up saying... I, I don't know. I, yeah. They even set it what up were you saying, They mentioned, like, she's taking that one specifically, so... Because that's where they expect the most people to be, and that she can 
blend in. And then nothing happens about I don't know, maybe you know, they just ran out of pages. Maybe there was another page in there where this is developed a little more, but there was too much going on. You know, they had to kill off eight people. It takes that takes panels. I suppose so. So either way, I think I can speak for all of us when I say a little underwhelmed by that part, but in, in the scheme of things, I don't think that's the thing we're griping about and it's not the thing we're excited about, but Mystique R.I.P. I guess. Um, what do you think of Professor X's reaction to what happens? Obviously, like you recapped, we see Wolverine and Nightcrawler get the job done in a beautiful moment um, that really showed those two characters in a great way. But but then we fast flash forward after Cyclops, um, you know, gets executed. What do we think of Professor X's reaction? Does it seem he's crying? But he's been so weird. I don't, I didn't know how to feel about it. It's odd that. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to connect him more with the cause um, to show that, that this is what he really believes in. Because um, you don't have access to seeing his eyes or anything. You, you, so he's kind of almost got a, I want to say sinister, but, but malicious look to him character-wise. So maybe an attempt to give him some emotional input into what yeah. why he's doing what he's doing it makes you care about him a little bit more because he has been so weird and not the xavier that we know that like actually seeing him show this level of emotion about losing people that i think it'll you know at least the xavier we know thinks of as as his own children um but otherwise it, it is odd because if if you know going back to that very first panel of house of x1 if he is you know growing pod people x-men like you know, what does he care if he's so willing to replicate them? If that is, in fact, what that is going on. Like, is there really an emotional attachment? But, I mean, really, I guess until we have the answer as to who Xavier is, it's kind of tough to answer why. Yeah, I. it's almost like it made me think for the first time that maybe all this Professor X hiding behind a mask, maybe we're just reading too much into it. It's the same Professor X. He just wears a <laughs> giant metal thing on his face. And I, it's interesting. And this issue, as much straightforward action as there was, leaves us with a lot of questions about the future and what House of X looks like and what Powers looks like as well in the future. Um, so we've had a few theories floating around. One, uh, Professor X is using Krakoa to grow mutants and, and recreate the X-Men uh, in the way that Sinister does in the future. Or two, the timelines with Moira and Six and everything. Did the Krakoa one just get like blown up in the fact that Professor X is upset about them dying? I mean, if these are grown clones, you would think he's not really. I don't know. Maybe he, you know. Maybe he still sees each of them as as special. I, like I said, it's it's tough to know because we don't know who we don't know if we're you know just digging too deep into Xavier or, or what. But right now, we just don't know who he is. Yeah, we don't have enough information at this point. Yeah. Um, two, uh, what about the idea of Professor X? I don't, not Professor X, but like the the timeline with Moira and, and how that affects things. Do you think this has any impact on how much we visit this timeline? It, are we just going to continue on from here? What do you guys think? Well, okay. So I don't know. This is, I think what, what I was yeah, what I was saying yeah. earlier about I mean this is a good time to get to it about how 
this was like this was my favorite issue of House and Power so far, but it's also my least favorite issue because for everything that they got right, all stakes and consequences have been removed. That there is, I no longer feel like anything that happens in this, whether it's going to be undone by by magic or pod people or revealing a new timeline, none of it matters because we we know this isn't going to stick. Like it would have felt difficult knowing that uh, you know Gene, Cyclops, and Wolverine have all come back in the last like eighteen months and they were willing to kill them. Like doing that would have already made me incredibly suspicious. But the fact that we've already seen previews of what the next comics are, like these characters are in them. They're not they're not dead. Either we're gonna shift timelines or there, you know, some kind of reincarnation or whatever. It's just for an issue that felt so good and so right and packed so much drama into it the right way, like the X-Men way, as they just start killing these characters off, what should have been a ramping up of drama for me was just a a bigger sigh every time where I'm like, well, this is just more and more letting me know that none of this matters. It's all in the end going to be something else. So what if the solicit show only the new mutants and the new mutants are the X-Men and any character on the space mission isn't in the solicits. Do you? Yeah. It still doesn't feel to me, even if they weren't in the solicits, it still doesn't feel to me like that they could be this bold. Like they're not going to game of Thrones it and kill off their big ones, especially that many. And especially with so many of them that have just recently come back, but certainly with, you know, with the solicits of the previews and stuff, we know, we know they're there. And whether it's from a different timeline or something, it just, it loses, there has to be high stakes, there has to be consequences to actions for, you know, there to be drama. And when it doesn't exist, it's kind of tough. So moving forward, now that we're in the second half of this, it's going to have to do something to kind of put me back into a position where I should worry about these characters that I should, like, you know, love and, and be scared for in these kind of situations. What do you think, Kelsey? I'm agreeing with Dane. I mean, like I said, with the, we got to learn a little more to appreciate this issue and previous issues now at this point because of really, really just because of that Powers of Ten issue with with Moira waking up next and it's her tenth life. You know, it just it does throw a little water on the drama of it. Yeah, and to I, I've had been thinking about this all day, and for me, I was just thinking like, if it is clones growing, that means something to me because then at least like there's consequences of that. And when Cyclops wakes up and sees that a clone of him was murdered, there might he might be mad at Professor X again. That was one thing I thought that might still keep this interesting. But if this is just another timeline, and and, and everything gets erased or whatever it will be hard for me to find any way of caring about what happened here. And, and it's sad because the Nightcrawler Wolverine deaths, at least, and, and Cyclops, like, all those deaths were cool moments that, like, it's like, this is true to the character. I know, and, and it's I'm not just, proud it's of not how just they the died. deaths. It's, it's that they sacrificed many of them for somebody or something else. Like, knowing, one of the things to me that would hang the biggest wasn't just one of the deaths. It was, like, knowing that if this was real, if it was going to stick, if Cyclops had to live with the fact 
of knowing that he sentenced Wolverine and Nightcrawler to death on that mission, like that he gave that order. Yep. Oh man, the, like I said, this this drama is so good and it's built on decades of X Men history, and I want it to be so so good, but I just I can't. I know it's not real. Yeah, um, oh. always an issue with comic books and superheroes, and something we will always deal with. Uh, but hopefully. Hopefully we get to see some real lasting effects from this. And either way, I think issues aside, we are enjoying the series and I, yeah, I'm I excited am. for I next wanna, week. I regardless. Out what's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and one last shout out to Crush. that Billy Raz killing the art. Um, I think it's sad to know that we're, we're down to two issues. Savage. with him. So Savage. yeah. <laughs> so it's time to enter the danger room and play Marvel 20 questions. The rules are simple. Kelsey and Dane have 20 questions to guess a Marvel character, location, or thing using only yes or no questions. Let's make like Nightcrawler and bamf on in to the danger room. character no is it an object no is it a location yes is it but not in the context i'm talking about what what i just thought i'd build up the suspense by waiting It, it is the name serves two purposes and in the context I'm not talking about, or I'm talking about specifically, it, it isn't a singular location. Is it an idea? Well, yes. I don't know what to do with it. So it, the word can have two meanings, but, and one of them. So yeah. it has been in either one. But I don't, I don't want you to be confused with the way I answer questions moving forward. So it's got a name. You say that name. It's all good. I think I'm more confused. Your question, Dane. <laughs> Is it strongly tied or related to the X-Men? Yes. So it's not a location. It It, it is a location. It's a location and an idea. But it's a location and an idea. Okay. Um, not a character. It is related to the X-Men. Um... That becomes difficult, doesn't it? Not an object. Is it... Is the location terrestrial? Meaning on Earth? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is it directly related to or linking to Nightcrawler? 
No. Last week you put him in the, in the uh, transition into a game. So I Is the idea closely related to uh, basically is the idea espoused more by the by the good guys? Um. So. You're saying it's location, but you're thinking of it as the idea that it is. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way of summing up what I was trying to get at earlier. Um, is it associated more with the good guys? Yeah, is that what I you're mean, asking? It, yeah. Hmm. Yes. Is the location fictional? Yes. If what was your the question? location that ties to the idea is fictional. Yes. Is it fictional? It no. Is the physical... So I have you guys at 10 questions, yeah, Is the physical the version... Like, is it a location? Would it be within U.S. territory? No. Because do you have any ideas of what we're narrowing this down to? Well, my my original thought was utopia. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because what wasn't utopia in the San Francisco Bay, but it's also their ideal, right, right. you know. I don't know. Maybe it was right off of the those them international waters. I don't know where international borders. I thought it was an, on Alcatraz. Though. Uh, no, I think it's a chunk of asteroid M. Oh well, maybe you know he might have me on a technicality with that. Um, you were right about Utopia being a yes. chunk of asteroid M. No, no matter what, I'll have some nerd um, cred when this game is over. The other options is is. I mean, it's associated with the X-Men. I think I'm confusing you. In yeah, the, you pick something that's both an idea ideal part. and a physical so, location. To clarify, it, it is a place, but, um, but it's also with a not. lot of things in the history of Marvel, places have moved. So I don't I don't want to overly confuse you in associating it. Like, So just take that with a grain of salt. It's a place, but it's not, Dane. Don't Don't confuse this. I'm sure when we get the answer, this will all make sense, but it, it just keeps getting more. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, until then, here we are. Until um, then. Let's see. Fictional location. It's a good guy idea. It's on Earth. Non US. It's an idea. Associated more with the good guys. I feel like we should be asking more questions about the idea than the location, but it's hard to. 
It's yeah, but it's very hard to ask right. questions about an idea. So I think that's why we're I think you guys okay. are fine focusing um, on location. Is the location in the eastern hemisphere? Um, see, this is where the, the location okay, so it's, is it's exact. It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. But it doesn't. But... <laughs> yes, I would. It, this is a location that has moved. Is. The location uh, featured in this series of the X-Men, the current run? It has not been present in this series of the X-Men. Okay. The House of X powers. Like, powers Thank you. you. It's your guess, Dan. Trying to say yes or no. Does the location actually move? as opposed to it just being rebuilt in the same name. Does that make sense? It, it well, does, I, but I, I can't answer that in the yes or no question. Does the location question, so try to physically it. move? Okay. No. I've got six questions left by my count. Hmm. What are some locations in that in in X Men, Dane? Gosh, I have something that would double as an ideal. I think I'm really stumping you with that idea. I was getting more at the question that Dane just asked that that it's a location, but I don't want you to think of like a geographical dot, like coordinates, because it it has yeah. Not an object. I mean, I suppose the, well, the you know, the, the mansion or the school has been in different places. Yeah. I mean, that's all that's been moved. The Xavier Institute for Higher Learning. Yeah, but be... that one also sometimes is just physically moved. I would consider that to be at Gray Malcolm Lane. Or Central Park. I, I wouldn't really. Mm, what now? I, I've never heard of that, but I also haven't looked that one well, up it, to make sure it's 20 moved. questions. Kitty had to pay taxes <laughs> on that. You can't even imagine what taxes are for a mansion in Central Park. Hmm. Well, what so you, you, um, this is it my guess? My, my question? Six questions. Okay. So, Krakoa moves. Mm. I know, I know, and it's no, because that's a character, not featured or not hasn't been present. This. An idea is the location larger than a house. Uh, I would include a mansion as a house. Yes, much much larger. Five questions left. You mentioned that it was terrestrial. Terrestrial. It is on Earth. Has it ever not been on Earth? Okay. No. So it's nothing from an asteroid. It's not utopian. It's not. Um... Cable had a 
island or something, didn't he? Yes, there we go. I think you're referring but to that Providence. Was one space. See, we knocked out all of our asteroid-based locations. Yeah. What about Genosha? Is that an ideal? I don't know. I don't think of it as one. But, I mean, we can save that one in the old... Well, it, it would um, be something that um, ties into this issue. Was it ever, what is, was it ever a home for mutants? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think I think the place I'm talking about has been a home for mutants. But I, I wouldn't ever majorly associate it with that. So it's on Earth, so it's not like limbo or something which has been a home for mutants because associated with the good guys the x school has been in limbo hey what's what's the place that storm goes to when she wants to marry that weather guy that weather. was that a different planet or is that some hidden thing <laughs> it is a different dimension. i don't know you know what I'm talking about. Right. I'm pretty sure she's the weather guy most of the time. Yeah, but no, she she goes to another planet because she's a weather witch, or maybe maybe it was uh, another like like a hidden Wakanda esque place. I don't know. Who's the weather guy? Four questions left. Well, he actually doesn't have weather powers. He needs someone with weather powers, and he wears like a little helmet with wings on it. No idea what's going on. Little wings on it. <laughs> Mercury, <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I'll have to do some deep Kelsey research. Is it a is it a school? All right, four questions then. I'll, I'll give you a oh, I'll give you a freebie. Oh, it is not ruled by the guy with wings on his helmet. Damn it! Or darn it! Is it or has it ever been a school? <laughs> what well, what was the question, Dave? No. At this point, I almost just want to ask the question and make it be Kelsey's turn. Because I'm so lost. Is it associated with any other team? Um, yeah, I'd say... Is associated with the team. Or teams, uh, who knows? I mean, I would say maybe depending on when. Yeah. It's not in the U.S., it's a location that moves. So it gets. It gets rebuilt. Got two questions and a guess. Right, right, right. It's a, it, it doesn't move. It, it's, it right? does it's not, not okay. You mentioned like this move has been rebuilt. It's, but it is not. It has been in different places, which to me means it's more like you know yeah. like a team of some sort. Like you know, I mean, not saying it is a team, but the idea of, like it's here, and then if it gets destroyed, it may be rebuilt somewhere else. No, 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 the I team, know. I the team is an like, location. The X Men have been stationed in different places and made up of different. You know, like people, they didn't like just pick the X Men up and move them yeah. to a different spot. God, All right, so two awesome. two questions and a guess. Is it 
Is the location primarily on water? Yeah, is it is it a primarily like on, on water, water? What was the question? Meaning coastal or in an ocean. Okay. Uh yeah. yes. It's on water. Primarily. Well, yeah. To be on, fair, on coast, you said on the, water, on the coast coastal. or in water. Yeah, is, is you it say on the coast on or the water, in the water? Meaning on the coast or in the water, like in the ocean. No, no, I'm in the to, water is a different island thing. Or it's on the coast, is what I'm. All right. Well, one more question left to get details, and then I guess. so, so it's it's yeah, either Perfect. an island or a coastal thing. No, I'm at, uh, that 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 is is that how you answer that, Quentin? He, he asked, "Is it on the water?" And I asked, "What do you mean by that?" And he said, "On the coast or in the water?" Is it underwater? Yes, yeah, it's Atlantis. Atlantis and Isn't idea? it Quentin or, or Dane? <laughs> yes. Is that decent? No, let's go for it. Is that it. your let's guess? Go you got a better one? Let's look at it. Yeah, go with that one. All right. Well, I was thinking the nation the context Ooh. of it being a nation. The answer is Atlantis. The, you guys what is, what got is the it idea on the Atlantis? question. <laughs> Well, okay, so people. I didn't want to say it, it's a people because yeah. lo, lo, Atlantis has been destroyed and rebuilt. Yeah, they go, they go so like the nation, the race, bit. yeah, the Atlanteans move and wherever they are, it's Atlantis. So it's not necessarily a specific okay. geographical location in the Marvel Universe, if that makes sense. Because no, it's I been know. destroyed It's definitely been times, in other places. And then he rebuilds it somewhere else. Okay, I just, so I didn't want to confuse you. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I definitely made it more confusing. I'll, I'll try to avoid. No, I know these. You, you'll be surprised. I didn't want to do it in the character. History, so um, tough questions. And I wanted to change it up. To, to answer, but we did it. Woo, just barely. Yeah. Um, but you guys got it in the end. Yeah. Um, I picked it because Trinary was featured in this issue. And then there was like a big, I tried to talk about that water splash art. It was a loose connection, but I didn't want to make it too easy. But I was thinking we got Trinary, which made me think of X-Men Red. And, yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Being associated, but not too strongly to make it easy for you guys. After the, I like Namor. Hey. So the best yeah, part. Yeah, oh, and I knew Kelsey, Kelsey loved Namor. I, I just think he's a cool character. Helmet, but on his little shoes. No, but wings on his ankles. <laughs> no doubt. Well, this has been an awesome show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to listen next week as we hopefully continue to see our heroes. Um, make it through the next challenge and, and whatever that looks like. Uh, hopefully we have heroes left next week. And I think I can speak I, for I, all of us. Wild we're in the back half. Of I'm looking Don't for you guys think? Now. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for powers of 10. Number four. That's all the examining we have today until next time. True believers. Hello, fellow danger room survivors. This is Dane. thanking you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to invite you to join the examination community by checking us out at our website and Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and get your suggestions for questions of the week and Marvel 20 questions. You can find us at examination.blogspot.com and on Twitter at examination. That's E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N dot blogspot.com. 
gmail.com and at examination spelled the same way. While you're at it, help us grow the community by giving us an Omega Level review wherever you listen to the podcast. See you next week.